I'm joined on the line now for our culture talk by a visual artist born all the way out in Swatini in Tlatikulu and he moved to South Africa in 2008 and enrolled at the London International School of Fashion, Lysoff, uh, studying fashion design and uh, as an artist uh, managing to keep uh, at this moment, faced as we are with COVID-19, managing to keep his exhibitions open uh, virtually and also beyond the walls of the lockdown. Uh, uh, BKHZ, as he refers to himself, has created gallery tours that uh, provide digital portals to the outside world. And he's going to tell us all about this and he joins me now on the line. Bob Koz, good evening to you. Good evening, Abonga. Thank you so much for having me. Hey. Yeah, thank you so much for taking time out to speak to us. Uh, uh, let's maybe, I guess, start off with some of the work that you do. Uh, you know, uh, some people who are familiar with the world of art would be recognizing you as the 2017 winner of the uh, Atelier Art Prize, uh, sponsored by APSA, and uh, certainly uh, a rising star. Uh, I don't know if you, you call it a rising star so many years in the game, but let, let's work with that. Uh, a rising star in the world of uh, a visual art. Uh, tell us a bit more about your work, your style, your aesthetic, uh, and more importantly, I guess, uh, the kind of uh, messaging and uh, social commentary that uh, you try and get across in your work. Yes. Um, so I actually studied uh, fashion before I went into fine art, and that was because that was my plan B, and then fine arts like my total plan A. And when I stepped into it, it immediately felt like home. And I started exploring drawing and painting, and it's actually drawing digitally that made me win the Gerard Sokoto Award in 2017. And I think in the period while I was still studying, I actually was interested in curation um, on the base that I'd already started exhibiting in other galleries by the time of I was in my second year. Mm. However, my contemporaries were not getting the same opportunities. And that's where that curiosity came through. And the more I curated, the bigger the interest of expanding my practice became. And then in 2018, after returning from Paris, doing my residency there, I actually opened a gallery in Bramfontein. So my practice goes between drawing, painting, curation, and then managing a gallery. Talk to me about that. I mean, just the split of being yourself a practitioner and, uh, you know, an artist. And, of course, then uh, a slightly different role of curating uh, not only your art, but the art and work of other people. Yes. Uh, I think so all the topics that we've tackled in the past, and I think the motivation of all that I do, especially in the gallery side, it was looking at emerging creators, especially um, creators of color, where a lot of us will graduate and then there's not an immediate space of showing. And most of my contemporaries, they either end up not being in the scene or you find them in retail. And that for me was actually heartbreaking that parents spend so much money um, getting us into school um, and following the art part that leads us to not being in the practice. And that's basically what I've been looking at, trying to empower youth, trying to empower um, artists that do not have the space. Mm. And for me, I immediately saw that space doesn't only exist on the physical realm, but you can also have a digital space. 
and that's what I've been trying to plant the seed with my space, the physical one, and also my literally my presence on social media, where every day I'm trying to cultivate conversation about um, either queer issues, it's either like finding yourself and basically um, identity politics as well mm. that we try to address. Yeah, yeah. And, yes. and it's quite interesting, I mean, just uh, uh, some of the issues that you're raising and I guess your, your, your choice of issues to uh, take up uh, within your work. Uh, and uh, uh, I want us to pause here for a second because when we come back, we're going to talk about some of the work uh, that uh, you've managed to curate uh, uh, in your uh, contributions to the ecosystem of art and uh, also going to talk about 3D tours uh, and yeah. how you've uh, partnered up with them now to give people not only access to gallery spaces and uh, exhibition spaces uh, digitally, but also, as you say, uh, using that as an opportunity to archive many of these exhibitions because, as we know, exhibitions have a start and an end date. And uh, sometimes, yeah. uh, you know, maybe 20 years from now, if somebody wants to go and see uh, your exhibition or or the exhibition of any other artist, uh, they probably would need either images from that day rather than maybe a, a digital portal through which they would be able to, to access or even experience uh, something similar to what they would experience if they were there physically at the gallery for the exhibition. So let's pause there. And uh, when we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Banele Koza uh, for our uh, uh, culture talk on this Thursday, uh, brought to you by the Gauteng Provincial Government. Play your part. Stop the spread. Changing our behaviours and attitudes can help us to stop the spread of COVID-19. Social and physical distancing remain powerful weapons that can stop the spread of coronavirus. Let's avoid contact. The virus is transmitted when people get together. And the fight against the spread of COVID-19 starts with you and I. For more information, you can visit www.sacoronavirus.co.za. Hashtag Growing Gauteng Together. Eight minutes it is now before 9 p.m. We're in conversation with uh, Banele Koza and uh, we are talking to him about, uh, of course, uh, some of his own work, but also uh, the work that he does as a curator and uh, how, uh, I guess, uh, in response to uh, COVID-19, he has been able to continue to curate uh, bespoke experiences uh, in the world of art for many art aficionados using I guess, digital platforms. And let's maybe start off there, Banele, and uh, talk to me about uh, how you've been able to do this and uh, this partnership uh, between yourselves and uh, uh, the uh, platform, uh, 3D, uh, sorry, I forget the name now, 3D Us, I think. Yeah. Yes. Um, so how it began, it was in 2018 when I was curating a show uh, at the Asa Gallery. And immediately after the show was done, um, it was basically scanned and it could exist as a link, meaning you could still visit the show that I made in 2018 at this period if you have the link. And my realization to this became like a solution to a lot of people all are always intrigued by the shows you come up with. However, they either too far or they can't afford to come to the gallery. And it became a solution to meet people halfway that if you can't make it, at least you can have the link and feel as if you're part of the experience. And for me, I just started seeing the idea as well of archiving um, further or beyond ourselves because sometimes we create narratives, but we're not aware that 
if there exists archives that could be referenced 100 years from now, if that link still persists. And it actually became also a solution to this period because um, all of a sudden everyone had to social distance and the only way that they can access the space or see the exhibition that were actually closed, I think, um, on the 16th of March, when Corona hit Bramfontein, we had to close the gallery immediately just to protect the staff. And we actually had the link immediately of the tours and people could still navigate um, what we're curating at that period. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the archiving element to this. Yes. Because um, I guess for me, that that's what might... Uh, maybe be, I guess, the breakthrough or the portal experience, as Arundhati Roy says, uh, specifically for the art industry. Because traditionally, exhibitions have been events. Um, It's had a specific start date, specific end date. uh, And unless you keep the brochure as a souvenir or you have some pictures, that experience is lost to you. Uh, It's lost even to the space where the exhibition happens. How is this approach going to make that fundamentally different? And more importantly, what does that mean for the opportunities that that opens up for artists in this era of COVID-19? Uh, I think so with the virtual tours, they actually vary. Uh, I think what they're going to become in the future is, and hopefully artists get to see it, the fact that you no longer have to belong with a particular space, especially those that are not picked up by galleries. It means now they can set up their own gallery and create their own exhibitions that they can share immediately on social platforms because that's what the 3D tours are able to offer you. And I think if you have the opportunity of knowing how to curate, um, then you can have a successful voice, um, which is kind of like the same in the music industry where all of a sudden a musician um, doesn't work with a record company and they just release. So it's basically that platform. And what it also helps with is just a better experience of the work. The fact that sometimes you go to an exhibition, but then life gets in the way and you can't visit again. But with having the link, now you can visit the show as many times as you wish. And I I think what also happens is that, I mean, when we started the 3D tours in 2018, um, leading to 2019, People didn't really pick up on it immediately. It was just like, oh, you're doing that, cool. Um, but then it just shows that a lot of things happen that way, especially in the arts. You will have a voice, but people maybe pick up on it three years later. But if you have the archives of it, then you become someone to be referenced. And also, all of a sudden, you get invitations to speak about the practice or have it in museum settings. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, it's a fascinating thing here. And uh, I mean, I guess the the last question would, would be for many artists who are out there who are contemplating exhibiting some of their work, how, how do they get in touch with you and how do they make the best use of some of these digital platforms? Uh, so to get hold of the platform, first of all, um, there's like a lot that I'm rolling at this period. I think with tech everyone is trying to or realizing that it's right now that people can occupy is digitally and also i mean like ai development and everything has been happening since 92 
So the developments have been there, and it's just a matter of searching um, like different platforms that basically work for one. Um, and to get hold of us, you basically can reach us on Instagram um, at BKZ. Uh, I'm Banele Koza on Instagram, and we try to update almost on a daily. Thank you so much, Banele, for your time. Really, really appreciate it. No, thank you for having me. Awesome stuff. Banele Koza speaking to us this evening and uh, uh, certainly making some strides there in uh, setting up uh, spaces for people to exhibit their work and uh, uh, some fascinating insight there into uh, the world of art. And uh, one wonders, of course, what this is going to mean uh, for many artists and uh, those that are trying to get their work out there. And uh, I'd love to hear your perspectives as well. You might be an artist contemplating some of these issues and uh, or even i guess uh, looking to make a foray into new markets well you won't have to travel uh, to those markets anymore if uh, what uh, banele and uh, uh, his partners here have put together is anything to go by so um that being said uh, that was our culture talk segment for this week and uh, brought to you by the uh, uh, Gauteng provincial government this feature uh, coming to you uh, courtesy of the Gauteng provincial government hashtag Growing Gauteng together. That's uh, our last show for this week. We're back with you again on Monday. And uh, we'll uh, certainly uh, pick up, of course, where we left off. As always, we love to hear from you. So uh, do reach out to us. Uh, until then, Sisek Lendo Nangogo Yokoibanga Le Economy.